This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, you guys, so we have such a special treat for you today. This is a live that I've been waiting for, I've been hoping for, and we manifested the hell out of this. We have Dumois who's coming on with us today. We're going to do a little bit of a backstory as to how they started their channel. Well, they're, you, we'll get into it. It's wild. And the fact that Dumois is so successful we'll break it down. And then we're going to go over a few hot topics. But in the meantime, if you're in the live chat, go ahead, smash that like button, show some love and let's welcome Dumois. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited. I know. Thank you. Wow. So it's so interesting because I had the opportunity to talk to you for maybe 30 seconds before we came on. But one, congratulations, because you built a whole empire out of not having to show your face, which is incredible. Yes. I mean, at first it was because I had a full-time job when I started the account. So I didn't want my boss or coworkers to know that I was doing this. So really at first I was really hiding from people, but then as the account grew, the feedback I received like from a business standpoint was to just stay anonymous, which was fine with me because I had had no aspirations to be a public figure. Right. So I was fine with it. Well, and originally, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you started Dumois as a fashion-focused blog, right? In 2013, it was a website with like a corresponding Instagram account. Instagram, I think, had just started around then or a little after or a little, I'm sorry, but a little before 2013. So everyone, if you had a blog at the time, although I hated that word, so I like <laughs> called it a, a lifestyle website. I thought it sounded nicer. Um, you would have a corresponding Instagram account. So Demois was a lifestyle website. Um, there were interviews with like interesting people that were in New York or LA. There was like shopping guides. There was celebrity fashion inspiration. It wasn't a celebrity account. And then for many years, um, you know, after that lasted about two years, maybe less. And then for many years, the account was just nothing. It was just, you know, kind of like a graveyard. And then in 2020, 
during quarantine is when the account became what it is today. So I always say it was established in 2020, but technically 2013 was the actual technical date it was established. We kind of have that in common because during the pandemic, when everybody had nothing but time on their hands and we were all sitting at home trying to figure out what to do, that's also when I started my YouTube channel. So I totally feel you. We were both birthed out of 2020. We'll go with that. Yes, yes. When you originally started Dumont, obviously there's a lot of hearsay and speculation. And of course, you know I'm not quite up to date as to what people do know and what they don't know at this point. But was it you and another person? No, it was just me. Just you. Okay. So it's always just been you. And then from there, you wanted to keep yourself anonymous because of the company that you were working with. And now I'm guessing based off of the content that you put out there and knowing how much it takes over here on our side, this has to be a full-time job. Yeah. So in 2022, I quit my job and my career that I had for many years um, to do this full-time. So now, yes. But for you know, almost two years, I was doing both at the same time, full-time job and running the account. So when you first started running the account, let's let's go to 2020, when you were telling people that they can send anonymous submissions, like did that idea just come to you where you were like, I I want to just see what's going on out there in the celebrity world and let's share it? Like No, oh. that's actually not how it started. So during quarantine, you know, I live in New York City, everything was shut down. People were ordered to stay home from work. I mean, you know, worldwide, but we were, you know, in our apartments, not knowing when we were going back to work. People were getting laid off left and right. It was just a really, people were dying. It was a very scary time. So sort of to distract myself from all that, I picked up the old account from 2013 and I posted to the followers who I didn't even really know who they were at the time because I wasn't as active on the account. Like now I'd speak to my audience like every day, you know, um, on DMs and whatnot. I didn't even know who was following the account in 2020. And I posted something that said, if you have ever had an interaction or an encounter with a celebrity, post, uh, send it in and I'll post it. Like it wasn't even about gossip. It was just about sharing stories um, to whoever was following the account at that time. And I started getting submissions right away about people who had met celebrities. And it wasn't even present day submissions, right? Because the world was shut down. It was it was things that have happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, two years ago. So it was just really a place that people were sharing encounters. That's how it really started. And then, of course, people were you know sending in gossip that they had heard about certain celebrities. So that's kind of, I think, where the gossip angle came in. But it really wasn't intended to be that way in the beginning. And then as I saw the account growing and people started becoming more interested, um, it pivoted a little bit in 2021 to more what it is today, where it's like obviously more current news, right? Because the world is back to normal. So in 2021 is really when I started like breaking news. In like a four-week period in January of 2021, people were sending in tips about things with celebrities that hadn't been announced yet. So I was posting it before like the traditional news media was able to write an article about it. So that's like, I think, 
what people thought the account always was, but it wasn't. It wasn't always what it is today. Wow. And I'm guessing you have to get like on average per day, how many submissions do you think that you get? It's hard to tell because I do just like converse a lot with the people in the DMs. So not everything is a tip. Sometimes people just share their thoughts um, or sightings, you know, that I would consider a tip. I don't know. Maybe like in the hundreds. I don't know. I, I try to clean out my inbox at the end of every day. So I never keep a tally of how many messages are piling up in my inbox. It's always at zero at the end of the day. So it's, it's hard for me to tell exactly how many tips I'm getting. Do you have a method of how you pick and choose which submissions that you're actually going to share on your account? Or is it just kind of like, if it is an actual submission that says a non-please, you're like, okay, let's, we're doing this. Um, I mean, that's a good question. There's a, a lot of different ways for me to answer that. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, I've had, I have built relationships with people who I would consider like very reliable sources. So there are certain you know, pieces of information they tell me, which I trust. And, you know, there's also submissions that come from real, you know, accounts, but there are also submissions that come from burner accounts or Finstas. And, you know, those are always harder to discern whether or not they are true or not, because, you know, you're always weary when someone is really being completely anonymous Uh, there this is you know people love to say that like i post anonymous submissions but they're you know 99 percent of the time it's not the people aren't anonymous to me they're just anonymous to the audience and i think people confuse that like oh she'll just post whatever she gets it's anonymous they're anonymous submissions but they're not anonymous they're coming from real people and real accounts but there are the ones that come from the finstas and the burner accounts or i have an email that you could really be super anonymous because, you know, I, I can't even like see who's sending it. Um, but I'm always honest with my audience about those submissions. I'm like, hey, guys, like this is the tip I got, but it did not come from one of my regular sources. I don't know if it's reliable. And sometimes the tips come true and sometimes they're complete BS. So I just take that chance sometimes and I'm always honest about it. Or I always correct information if it's wrong or if I don't know something. I don't, you know, make something up and pretend I know. I say, I don't know, or I'll try to find out. So I, I think it's like a type of I'm I'm not a journalist, but I'll just say it's a type of journalism or news media that people aren't used to. So it gets a lot of backlash for the people that don't understand it. That so I'm constantly sense. like fighting that fight. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with being honest. Like you don't, you know, like TMZ and page six probably gets thousands of tips a day, you know, and they, they publish things that, you know, cannot be a hundred percent verified. You know, it's interesting too, because I get a lot of people with, um, with what we do and we're super Bravo focused. Um, I get a lot of people who want to send me things. And sometimes it's one of the housewives cheating on their spouse or something like that. And I, I'm like, I can't put this out there. One, I'm going to run into these people. And two, my face is very much so attached to my, my channel. And also, I don't know if I can get sued for that. So it's, do you ever face that problem where you're like, oh, is this something that like, are, are you just so well-versed with like the law and you know, oh, I can post these things because I'm not, I'm not putting them out there as if they are fact. Yeah, I mean, I definitely 
there, well, first of all, there's subjects that I just won't post about because right. that will put a bill, a bullet, you know, or a, a target on your back, excuse me, um, for defamation. Right. So there's certain things you just like, you're smart and you don't, you don't post about. And then there are other things that if, you know, it is a little more salacious, like the, like the cheating, which maybe I'll make a blind item. I'll make into a blind item because at the end of the day, you know, people want it to be juicy. So where do you draw that line? Right. And, you know, I did have a hard time drawing that line at first and then I just drew it. And if people complain and they don't like it because they think the information's boring or mundane or not juicy enough, then don't, you know, follow, follow my brand and don't follow the account and don't read or listen to my podcast. So you have to just like draw a line in the sand and like stick to it. I think as far as like what you will and won't post, but cheating, I think it's case by case. So cheating, uh, you know, I, unless if you come out and say someone's cheating, who's married and you don't have proof, yes, you open yourself up to defamation and liable. But if you make it a blind item and it's vague and you're not saying somebody's name, that's the way to skirt around it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess to answer your question, I did learn along the way how to keep myself out of trouble. It's like you don't know what you don't know until you know it, you but, know? Yeah. Well, I always say that nobody nobody knows the truth except the people who it's about, really, at the end of the day. Right. So and, it's all speculation if you really want to, you know. I have to imagine, you know, one of my favorite uh, scenes... Uh, or franchises would be the Real Housewives of New York. And it just makes me think about you for a second because Bethany Frankel literally had a hard-on for Sonia Morgan after she started Tipsy Girl, seeing the success of Skinny Girl and saying that this is what we call a cheater brand. And sometimes when people see that something is working so well for you, they try to... which. I mean, I guess copying, what did they say? That's the best form of flattery or whatever. I don't think so. But I would imagine that people see what you're doing and they're like, oh, well, we want to try to emulate that, but put our own spin on it. Have you dealt with people trying to do the same thing that you're doing now seeing how well it's worked out for you? I don't really pay attention to what anyone else is doing because I'm so busy and like focused on what I'm doing. But to that, I say there's like space for everyone. Yeah. I, you know, what I created is is not... I didn't reinvent the wheel. Right. You know what I mean? I just... And to be honest, like the question that I told you that I threw out to my followers back in 2020 about sending in your encounters, I had seen people discuss it, discuss uh, similar things like that on Facebook. So right. that's where I got that idea. So um, there's, you know, there's space for everyone. I don't really look at what other people are doing. Um, I definitely am a fan of creators that do what I do. But beyond that, beyond following them specifically, I don't really, you know, take time to see if people are trying to emulate what, what I, what I've done. I feel like that's the you're pretty much like I'm I'm booked and busy and yeah. I, I have I a mean, machine over here so no yeah. I'm not I have like 99 problems and another <laughs> another Demois account isn't one like I'm not really worried about you know what everyone else is doing but I like welcome that like I I love working with other creators who are are doing the same thing I am like talking about celebrity news I I consider them my coworkers you know, and I, and we go on each other's podcasts and I've had them on my podcast. So I, I like that community. 
I agree with you. No, I, I think it's great. Even over here on YouTube, it's like, I always say that there's room for all of us and we're all talking about, essentially, none of us are reinventing the wheel. We're talking about the same things, sometimes just with different perspectives. Well, for me personally. And no, I really appreciate what you do. And I, I'm so fascinated by it, especially by the way that you get to, after this you know, conversation, you get to leave your apartment or house or wherever you're at in New York and you get to walk down the street and it's like, nobody knows who I am. <laughs> so this is great. Yeah, I just... It's just that my personality is I, I I don't like to be like the center of attention personally. So for me, it's better to just like be the person behind the curtain. Yeah. So it's just not like every, you know, people don't understand that because everyone wants to be famous and well-known. Like I have zero aspirations to be famous and well-known personally. My brand, yes. I would love for that to be well-known, respected and, you know have longevity but me personally like no i don't need to be in the forefront do you know it's per and i i'm not trying to this is not about me i'm just trying to like kind of pull from things that i get all the time from friends and family and one of the biggest questions i get is you know how do you survive i don't understand how youtube works and like i don't get how you get paid because you're not a subscription service and all of these things like do you share with your close friends and your family that you are the creator of this account? Or are you just like, well, I work from home and this is what I do. No, I, <laughs> at this point, I had, you know, they all know because yeah. it's like consumes my life. So right. um, they all know. Yeah. So you obviously trust them though. That's good. You have like a core um, Yeah. I mean, it, we're talking like close friends and close family. I'm not talking about like acquaintances. I mean, I think that there's a bunch of people who I'm like friends with peripherally who don't know that I do this. Right. So I'm fine with that. Another thing that I'm interested in asking you, and I feel like I, feel like I have like um, 50 burning questions for you. And I'm just so excited because... I, I was happy to see that we were able to pull this off, this conversation. Um, with the submissions that you get, does one stand out to you the most that was so shocking? And when it came true, you were like, holy shit, this is wow. Just wow. Um, yeah, I mean, like all of the news, I guess, that was broke on the account. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> I'm always a little shocked. Not so much now because I you know I I know how to ask the questions to find to see like if what someone is saying is true or not. Like for example, like Kim Kardashian dating Odell Beckham Jr. Um I wasn't surprised when you know after I talked about it on my podcast that 2 weeks later it was like, you know, a headline in People magazine. Um but in the beginning, yeah, for sure. Like when I when I was uh, referring to the time when the account started to pivot in 2021 in a four week period, like I received tips about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles dating that hadn't been announced yet, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz dating that hadn't been made public yet. In fact, they stayed private for a really long time. Um, Kendall Jenner launching her 818 tequila. Uh, Kim and Kanye's divorce. I think there were rumblings about it, but I, I don't know if I was maybe the first account to start posting about it. So when all those things, when I heard all those things first and then saw the headlines start rolling out about them, yeah, I was like really, really shocked. I Now I'm a little more used to it. 
And I have, like I said, like, you know, trusted sources that um, give me information sometimes. So it's not as shocking. But yeah, in the beginning, I was very shocked. When I saw Kim Kardashian mention you on the Kardashians, I was like, okay, I get so much shit on my channel where people are like, Adam, enough about the Kardashians. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I've just been a loyal follower for the whole time since they've been on reality TV. And when I saw Kim mention Dumont, I was like, wow, that's a huge, I mean, that's like the best free press that you can get over here. Yeah, um, I I had heard pretty early on that she was following the account from her Finsta. Somebody had told me. So I knew that she was a pretty early follower of what was being posted, which is smart. I mean, if you're like, if you're a big celebrity like her, and I was posting about the Kardashians a lot. Now, not as much because I feel like they're a little bit more low-key these days. Um but I was posting about them a lot. So if you're a celebrity, you know, and you want to see what people are saying about you, because that's what my account is, right? It's like, it's, you know, firsthand accounts of people who are sometimes secondhand accounts of people who've, um, you know, encountered celebrities. So there were a lot of submissions like, I used to work with the Kardashians or the Kardashians, you know, flew on my private jet or I encountered the Kardashians at Neiman Marcus, like stuff like that. So she wanted to see what people were saying about her. That's I think that's like smart, smart. business move. <laughs> yeah, on her yeah. part. So one I did want to bring up a few topics for um with you. And I saw that I mean, obviously you already mentioned this, but you do believe that this dating rumor, since you broke it on the podcast too, you do believe that this is not just a rumor, that this is something kind of yes. like Kylie Jenner and uh Timothy Chalamet. Like when I heard that first, I was like, there's no way. Well, I okay, so I broke that as well. <laughs> and I didn't believe that either, but something in me and like, you know, it was a lot of people, not a lot, let's say a handful of people coming forward with the reasons why they knew this to be true and a lot of the information was very compelling. So I was like, okay, I'm going to post this. I'm going to say it's a demo exclusive because no one was talking about it yet. And people didn't believe me, obviously, for the longest time up until the Beyonce concert. People didn't believe that they were dating. But, you know, the sources who were writing in about them had compelling information to back up how they knew they were dating. So, yeah, that one was a long one. I didn't think we'd ever get a picture of them, but they delivered with the, you know, love fest at Beyonce. So I was like, oh, finally. But yeah, if Kim and Odell, they were in Turks and Caicos together. You know, I'll say this because, you know, I'm not in the bedroom with these people. I don't know the, the nature of Kim and Odell's relationship. I mean, maybe they're just good friends, but are they hanging out? Yes. She was just at his birthday party. She was just papped coming out of his birthday party. So, um, yeah. I'm... Hey, listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay. So now that I just know that you're, it's like teleprompter, telephone, tele de moi. Now that I know that you're out here just breaking all the news first, what were your thoughts? Were you one of the first to start talking about the Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade of it all? No, I don't talk about them because that has to do with somebody's sexuality. That that is what people are speculating about, that they're dating or they're a couple. And I don't talk about a celebrity's sexuality unless they've talked about it first. Right. And Kyle hasn't addressed it. 
So I don't talk about it. I like that. I like that you're, you pick and choose between like, like there's integrity in it too. You know, like there, it, I'm not going to name this person, but I had a person on who was very famous for, um, and this was a long time ago, who used to do cover all pop culture news. And back in the day, like there was no chill. It was like, I don't care if you're my best friend. If I found out that you are sleeping with so-and-so or all of a sudden you're gay, it's going out there. It's going on the blog. It's going on the website, whatever it is. And I think that it's important to have an element of integrity and in just you know picking and choosing what you're putting out there. Are you talking about Perez? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you said it, not me. Um, yeah, I think that somebody's sexuality is a personal, uh, you know, like decision to talk about. So I just stay away from that. Now, will I talk about how a celebrity is in the sack? Yes, I will talk about that. Will I talk about how big? a male celebrity's penises. Yes, I will talk about that. Um, Specifically, the male thing is because I feel like female, you know, celebrities and women in general, their bodies have been picked apart by the media um, for so long. Like, let's start talking about the men. So that's why I have no problem talking about like, you know, how a a man performs in the sack. I, I have posted a lot about that actually. So okay. I don't, I, I, that's, you know, that's something that I don't, I don't know. Maybe people find it that that's weird that I'll talk about that and not about sexuality, but that's just how I view it. Yeah. No, it's like you're like, ladies, let's stand up and rip these assholes. I mean, really, if you think about it, uh, all like the magazine covers with like the plastic surgery speculation over women, it's like, it's for years and years and years. Like, what about the men? They get, all get plastic surgery. Yeah. You never see them on the cover of a magazine. Brad Pitt just got a facelift. You've never seen that. So uh, that's why I have no problem talking about the male body whatsoever. So I don't know. Call me whatever you want, but no. that's how it's been. And that's how I'll stay. <laughs> I, hey, I, I respect it. I respect it. So also in the Bravo world, we all know that we have the reality reckoning movement. And I think that this is really interesting, um, led by Bethany Frankel. But I think it's interesting because there are so many people right now saying that this has literally like there's nothing going on behind this that the reality reckoning like bethany is just trying to get attention she's just talking and i'm not looking at it from that viewpoint i'm looking at it like she is listening she is collecting information from multiple reality stars who have either been fired let go or maybe they're even still employed and they are sending in their stories and she's like just cataloging all of it for a bigger fight have you heard anything more about what's going on with reality reckoning? All I've heard is that the people who are joining her or maybe the people who have submitted like information like you're saying aren't any of the big reality stars. This is how it was relayed to me and I I don't mean to be offense, offensive to anyone but like it was relayed to me like more like C and D list reality stars. So are the like- ones who are you know, joining her. I think that the bigger ones are scared to rock the boat. Yeah. That's all I've heard. I mean, especially if you see, if you see someone like uh, Nene Leakes, who she came out with 
things that, you know, problems in the workplace and things that she felt like she endured in that moment when she was on the show. And she was very vocal about these things. And now people are calling for her to return. And had she not, uh, you know, stood up for herself, then I'm sure they would be offering her to come back in some capacity. But she did. She stood up for herself. And now it's like you're axed from the network. So... Yeah, I, I, that's that's an unfortunate one because she is to me like synonymous when you say like Real Housewives of Atlanta, like you think of you think of Nini automatically, right? And she was, she's such a big personality and she's so funny. Like to not to have that now close the chapter on that forever. Like she could, she'll never come back. You know, that's like that's like sad for that franchise and unfortunate. But that being said, good for fucking her. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I could curse. No, you good, good, good for her for sticking up for herself. I'm, I'm all about that. If you're mistreated, it takes so much courage to come forward and to go against such a, you know, conglomerate like NBC, like good for her. I mean, that's no easy feat, especially no. because it's like you might have money, but they have money, money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, such a loss for the franchise that she could never return. But I think the ratings show that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, I used to love Atlanta. Then I stopped watching it when it moved to Sunday nights because Sunday nights were like HBO night for me, like whatever HBO, you know, series always always played on Sunday night. So I I I haven't watched Atlanta in years, but I I was a big fan um, for a long time. I was too. And I think that somewhere along the line, we just kind of... You know what? Honestly, I think that happened with Bravo is I feel like they tried to do their best. I, I think that things got a little bit greedy and they felt like they could bring in new people and pay them a lot less as opposed mm-hmm. to the OGs. And they they gave bonuses every single year, bonus and bonus and bonus. And I think that sort of built up and they got really expensive. But the problem is the fans really invested in those people. And when you bring on new people... We just don't care as right. much, which is, right. I mean, Roni season 14, unfortunately, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, listen, I'm watching, um, I don't know. Like, I hate to say it too. Like the ladies need to like loosen up a little bit, like maybe drink a little more. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to like condone like alcoholism, but when you're so used to seeing how Roni used to be, which was like such a hot mess express, like to this, like, they're in the hot tub, like drinking tea, like, you know, p- getting over fights over who stole a phone. Like, I feel like it needs to like amp up the spice meter a little bit. Maybe that'll be next season, but I'm still watching. Are you watching? Well, I, see, and I hate to say this, but I was watching and I got like halfway through and they sort of lost me a little bit. And I think it's really hard as a person who, again, you get invested in all these other cast members. I really encourage people. For example, the Real Housewives of Dubai. I thought it was really smart that they brought Caroline Stanberry in because she was someone that we remembered from Ladies of London and it was a familiar face. And then we got to be introduced to all of these other amazing characters. But people kind of slept on Dubai a little bit at the beginning because they're like, we don't know these women. And I'm like, wait, we have to get to know them. So I want to practice what I preach over here and also get to know the Roni ladies. But I really feel like they need to maybe cut one or two of them and incorporate some of the OGs. Like bring back a Dorinda, bring back a Sonia, bring back... Or like, what about Leah? Yeah. What about Leah? Because she's like more, cons- I feel like of the, not to be an ageist, but like of their age group that's on now. See, 
I felt like you you just said, you know, we don't want to encourage anybody to get like shwaisted pants, right? But you like Leah to me, when she got sober and she went on her, her oh, right. journey, I just got really bored with Leah. Yeah. Like so what was, we're both saying is that we like to see like the drunken hot messes. So of, shitty, but I know, I know. You know, that's what makes re- great reality TV. And you know, one of the biggest arguments for the reality reckoning is that they they put these cast members out there to film for like eight to 12 hours a day and that they're constantly pumping them with alcohol. Right. I can see, it's like going to an open bar. As an adult, you have to know it's an open bar. Yes, you can have as much as you want, but do you know your limit? Do you cut yourself off? You're the one who signed up for this shit. Right. I was just going to say that that's part of um, the Bethany situation. I'm sure so much like, you know, pushing of alcohol and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. maybe to the point where it's and I don't I haven't heard this. I'm just speculating maybe to the point where it's like dangerous for some people. Yeah. Um, But yet we like love to watch it. It's like such a double edged sword, you know? You know, I, I, I've said this story on my channel before, but I remember because I worked for Lisa Vanderpump and so did my husband for on and off for a decade. And I was around the Vanderpump Rules production of it all for a long time. And I remember one time where Jason and I were sitting there and Kristen Doty came in to film a scene. And we all know Kristen Doty has a drunk mess on the show. And she's really, really sweet. But she would, she had a lot of drunk mess moments because that's what I'm sure makes for great TV. I'm sure she filmed a lot of times sober as well. But this is what they aired. And I remember she came in for her call time. And it, let's say it's 10, 10 o'clock. And she walked in and she's like, hey guys, mic me up. And they're like, oh, hell no. No, no, she's too sober for this shit. Hey, why don't you just go over to the bar, grab a drink, and we'll check in with you for uh, in 10 minutes. We're just getting a few things together. And she's like, oh, she went to the bar, came back. Are we ready? No. Went to the bar, came <gasps> back. Are we ready? No. And then finally, she was oh a little God. like, and they were like, okay, we're miking her up. Like, we're we're ready for you. And did they maybe have a delay? Maybe they did, but it just seemed like at that moment, it was like, oh, we need her to be explosive. We're filming a TV show. And we know that if she goes to the bar, she's going to take shots. She's going to drink. And then boom, it was that same day when they were filming the scene. And all of a sudden you see Kristen storming out, screaming and cussing. And I'm like, you got what you wanted. So, <gasps> That's kind of how it feels, you know? I mean, I knew that 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 happens, but to hear you explain it is like, oh, God. That's probably not even the worst of it, you know? Like, it probably gets so much worse. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it definitely, oh. I'm sure it definitely gets worse. And another question I wanted to ask you, too, was have you heard anything about this Vanity Fair article that's supposed to be surfacing over the next few months? About James Kennedy? So you have heard. Yeah. Can I? But I, I don't know. Um, somebody was messaging me about it. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry, Adam. I wasn't really... I, I, I didn't retain the information they told me in the message about it. But yeah, I've heard about it. I, I'm trying to remember what they said. Um, about abuse, abuse allegations uh, yeah. uh, regarding James. Yes, I've heard about it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm still curious to see. Yeah, I, I heard about these allegations too, and I heard about this Vanity Fair article, and I also heard that at one point Kristen Doty was going to be partaking in this Vanity Fair article, and that now I guess maybe she's not. But I was just wondering because I heard this back in when was it? I think it was 
July that I heard this and now we're in September. But you know, some of these articles, like even with the Russell brand and uh, that's obviously oh, yeah, way, 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 forever. Yeah. It takes forever yeah. because they just collect and collect and they want to make sure that they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's, right? If they're going to put something out here to make you look like this abusive asshole, then they better really have their shit together. No, for sure. And there are a lot of articles that I've heard, you know, over my time running the account that have gotten killed. Not this one, but I'm just saying in general that, you know, journalists will start investigating a celebrity and it just it never sees the light of day. So there are some that have been in the works for years. I don't know if they'll ever come out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow. But this one specifically... I, I don't know if you heard it's definitely coming out. I, I don't know. Well, I working on it or what? I think that they're, I, I think to my knowledge, last time I heard they were working on it, but like you said, things get killed. So yeah, who knows? I mean, right. but if the things that I've heard, if this does end up coming out, I, I think it would be the end of the show. I think that it would destroy everything, but I mean, it's, it's, these are, but how do you know, right? It's like I I can go on here and I can say I just had a very pleasant experience, like in this conversation with you, and I think that you're great. But I could just be some weirdo who gets off of here after and be like, my God, Dumois, like just what an awful conversation. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> that she's talking about. You know what I mean? Like you can say sometimes whatever you want, and sometimes people have a chip on their shoulder and they they are out to get you. So you really just don't know. It's. Well, when an expose like that comes out, you hope that the journalists, you know, do the proper research. I don't know how you prove something like that. Like, even like, you know, like the Chris Noth, um, when he got exposed and who uh, someone, oh, well, not Danny Masterson got convicted, but there was somebody else um, last year. Why can't I think? But I, I don't know how the journalist, which is why I don't consider myself a journalist in the least, like prove something that's happened already, you know, that happened in the past, unless there's like photographic evidence, like something like abuse, or there's like text messages or emails, like, which maybe there is, but I don't know. How do you like prove something that happened so long ago? Like I'm assuming this, this J, um, James Kennedy stuff is from a while ago. Yeah, I didn't I w- hear the specifics. I just heard, I just heard the word like abuse allegations. I don't know from what time period in his life. Right. No, I, I'm, I agree with you. It, it is, it, it makes you kind of question, like, unless you have like real receipts or documentation right. or there was a police report or there, right. is it just, he said, she said, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know the checklist that a journalist has to go through to be able to finally publish something that has like legal 
allegations? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question for a journalist, you know, like what, what do they have to do to prove what to prove something like abuse unless there's pictures. Um, so we'll see if it comes out, I guess like what I'm trying to say is, yeah, like it might be killed. I don't know. You know, this makes me so happy to stick to YouTube and Instagram and like the podcast and all of that. Listen, you journalists can have it with your. Yeah, well, that, that's what I say. I mean, I get I get a lot of messages about really serious things, and I will always try to help the person connect with a journalist if that's the route they want to take. Um, right. So, you know, I don't touch stories like that. I'm not in a position. I'm not, you know, working for a big publishing company and have a team of lawyers and a team of fact checkers, which is why I don't post those things. It's not because like, I don't want to talk about these things. It's just, I don't have the capacity to cover them at this time. I mean, you know, maybe Demois 10 years from now, we'll have like a newsroom of people that will be able to report on topics like this. But just right now, I have to keep it like light and fun because that's what I can handle as a one-man show (laughs) i picture you 10 years from now i picture like the big glass office with like these big heavy curtains where they always see just like a silhouette from behind (laughs) and you're like she's here but you have your own little exit and entrance out of the out of the building over here i could see it i see it already we're manifesting i just get into like a like tinted suv like right by the door just slip in and out yeah um we'll see i don't know i mean yeah that would be great you know if i had um more of a team to help me talk about the more important things because you know people always submit it and I'm I'm always so honored that they come to me and they think of me and they trust me with this information. Um, I just can't publish it. I just don't have the capacity. So I do, but I don't ignore, you know, their cry for help. I always try to help them um if I can. Wow. Also, I wanted to ask you, are you watching uh, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or is that a no for you? No. I, you know, I watched a little bit of the first season and it's all about timing for me. Like whenever these shows air, like if there's another conflict, like I won't watch it. Do you know what I mean? I, what, what day of the week is Salt Lake on? Wednesday or Tuesday. Was it always on Tuesdays? I think before it was on Wednesdays and I think at one point it might have even been on a Sunday. Like they just keep moving things around. Yeah, I think like that's also like I don't know. I'm sure like the Bravo programming office, like there has to be a ranking like of di- which day of the week you get if you're a housewife show because there has to be certain days that are more widely watched than others. Like I was talking about like how Sunday when you know those shows have to go against like HBO series when when those are happening. I mean, right now nothing's happening because of the strike. So yeah, I, reality TV should be flourishing. But um, no, I never watched Salt Lake. But I know I know the women involved. I wanted to ask you about one of the women, but no, it's true what you're saying too. Like Family Karma, when they put them on on Sundays, it was at the same time that they were showing Yellowstone and also right. Sunday Night Football. And I'm right. like, this. You guys just killed the show that you probably put millions of dollars into because people have other things that they're... Why would you put it in... Like, that time slot makes absolutely no sense. What- right. Sundays are hard for me. And 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 before Peacock... Well, now that there's Peacock, like, I can watch The Housewives after they air. But before there was Peacock, it was hard. You know what I mean? You had to get it on demand. You had to get it on demand. Yeah. Or well, if you had, like... What was that when people recorded the episodes? What was that called? 
Wasn't that wasn't that on? Di- no, it was TV? like something else. Oh. I can't think of it. I don't know. Can, oh can some can one of your listeners like tell yeah. us? Because it's guys, gonna bother me so much. If you guys remember what it was when you used to record, record DVR. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was DVR. Maybe yeah. DVR. Um, but now, yeah, now that there's Peacock, it makes it a lot easier to catch up with these shows. But um, yeah, so Salt Lake kind of like fell by the wayside for me because of that reason. Um, but people love it. And, you know, they always want to know about the uh, drama that's going on there. I just don't report on it that much. I wanted to see if you... So we have a new girl um, this season. And I'm sure you know who Jin Shaw is. Yes. And, you know, I last year was a fun one for me because I, I did the sit down. I flew to Salt Lake City, did the sit down with Jin Shaw. The sit down was originally intended for Andy Cohen. She didn't want to do it with Andy Cohen. And wow. I heard a lot about it after. But we did do it. So here we are. And now they brought in this season since Jen Shaw is currently serving out her time uh, in prison. We brought in a new girl and her name is Monica. But the thing is, is what we're hearing is that Monica goes by several different aliases, several different last names. And people are kind of wondering what her real story is, especially because Jen Shaw's assistant or former assistant, Marillo even came forward and said, you know, they're saying that she was Jen's assistant on the show. I was her assistant. She was never an assistant. She came over to the house because her husband was a repairman and did something for Jen and Coach Shaw at the house. And that's how they met. And then they just sort of kind of became friends, but it was very brief. It wasn't like a big, you know, what she's selling on the show is very different. And then I kind of did some digging and I'm like, why is there no information on her ex-husband? And why, if you go through like her website and her socials and all of these other things, are you seeing so many different last names? I'm like, Ooh, this... shady. I love someone with like a shady past like that. Yeah, well, and it now it's like the casting department. They haven't changed the casting department. The people who were in charge that hired Jenny Wynn, who got fired, obviously, um, hired Jen Shaw, hired a lot of these people. That person is still in charge of casting. so. It's not like they're getting in trouble for, you know, Jenny Wynn and she had these racist posts come out on Facebook and they surfaced and all of a sudden she's cut out of the show. It's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to keep you around because it still creates controversy and the ratings go up when big things like this happen. And for Monica, I'm saying it now, I feel like there's a much bigger story here. And I think that when you sign yourself up for reality TV, you are making a deal with the devil. And like they said... If you have skeletons in that closet, they're coming out. I agree. <sighs> People don't think about that. They don't care because they just see like the dollar signs and the, and you know the notoriety. I don't think they think. I don't think they think that next step. Yeah, it's like the fame is so. It's it's like it reminds me of Aladdin and Abu. Like touch everything but the or touch nothing but the lamp. And he sees like the ruby, and it's like you see it, you see the fame, and you want to touch it, and then you touch it, and then everything just goes to shit. Right. You have something to hide. Right. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if you get any submissions on this. But, you know, I know that you are extremely busy. And I did want to say, hey, thank you again so much for coming on here with me. I was very, very excited about this. And I know we've been reaching out for a little bit, but I just love what you do. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, you're so welcome. Thank you for like being persistent. I'm so sorry. I know you asked me this summer, but sometimes I get like really overwhelmed because I do have my own podcast and, you know, I, I had to put it off, but I'm glad we finally got to do it. 
and you are lovely. So it was really nice meeting you. Hey, I'll keep you around and we'll keep watching and seeing what you're putting out there. And of course, as they come up, I love to throw shout outs to and mention you on the channel. So I can't wait to see and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. This was amazing. You too. Thank you, Adam. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So if you're not familiar with Dumois, then definitely go check them out. I'm going to share that screen right now for you in case you haven't seen. If you guys are just listening and you haven't seen her account here, let me go ahead and put this up right here. You can go to Instagram. She has over 2 million followers and absolutely kills it. You can scroll down and you can see that there are a lot of anonymous submissions like this where people post and she puts them up. So... I love, 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 like Dumas exclusive. I can confirm too about Timothy and Kylie. I've known about this since January, Paris Fashion Week. It's so entertaining. It's like going down the rabbit hole. So go check them out, follow them. And for everybody who's in the live chat right now too, thank you guys. I'm sorry I didn't bring up a lot of questions or anything like that, but we will be live tomorrow as well with Rick Leventhal and Kelly Dodd. I have a lot of questions about the Shannon Bedore of it all. And... I want to know more. I want to know more about what's going on in Orange County. That's why we didn't do an Orange County recap today. I did a little bit of something that came out. I'm posting that on the second channel. And if you guys aren't familiar with the second channel too, let me go ahead and bring that up as well. I'm trying to encourage everybody to go over to our second channel. It's up in Adam 2 to get all of the extra coverage, the spillover content. That's what we're calling it. But just in case, here we go. I'm going to share this with you guys. We are going to be posting all of the extra whatever the case it is, we're going to be posting it on Up and Adam channel too. You guys know that we're getting ready for BravoCon at the end of October, going into November. We have a lot of members only uh, vlogs coming up for that. And I have another huge interview coming up before BravoCon that I can't share with you guys just yet. But of course, we're going to do the trailer. We're going to do all of the things and you guys are going to absolutely flip your shit when you find out. So just stay tuned. Love you guys. Happy Thursday. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.